Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Christ. Please be seated. Mary, you've chosen the better part. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate the feast of an icon, Our Lady of Vladimir which has a long and extensive history in the lands of Rus. Before they were divided up into national states and 200 years ago, you know, national states and nationalism developed across Europe and across the world. And we're still suffering from nationalism because we are one people in one holy body of Christ, we the baptized, and we should not be divided. We should be a brother unit, ancestral unity at peace. Now this icon has a long, long history. So I can't tell it all to you, because we'd be here and we'd miss our lunch. That's important to me. But uh, Our Lady of Vladimir was a wedding gift, probably down somewhere near Constantinople, to probably a very prominent couple from somewhere around uh, Kievan Rus, which was the Golden City and the Golden Gate. Uh, this icon uh, was brought back by them and more than likely presented to a church. The prince that probably uh, received that, or one of the people in power, and uh, it was kept there. But as you know, the Rukin family that ruled in Kiev, they were descendants of uh, Vikings, and uh, <clears throat> uh, they fought with each other over the land. And so finally these brothers and would divide up Rus into places like the Golden Circle. And each one of these Golden Circles was founded around a monastery. So if you go to Russia, you can go visit the Golden Circle of Monasteries. One such uh, city was Vladimir. And so whoever was in charge of the icon took it to Vladimir and it became the foundational icon of the land. So eventually it will wind up in Moscow when Muscovy, a grand dukedom, you know, the grand duke, Muscovy, decided to take it there, nobody argued with him. Uh, and if you know the great opera about uh, Boris Nogutnik, anyway, <laughs> uh, when, uh, and later on, this became a defense of the whole of the city, the Third Rome, as they called it. So we have in the, in our uh, monastery 
the uh, chariot of the uh, emperor of Constantinople, a copy of it, I, I painted it myself. And of course, he took it into battle to defend the Byzantine Empire. And so when Napoleon went to try to into Russia to discover or take over this great land, which is too big for him, the general took the icon out into the battle. And of course, as we know, Moscow was saved in all of the, what we call dark Russia, black Russia. That's interesting, how an icon becomes the center of all history of a people. In our own metropolia on, on Mount Macrina, we have our mother of perpetual help, which was given, I believe, to the sisters by Pius X or somebody like that, when they visited Rome. And every year they have a pilgrimage. It's the oldest Marian pilgrimage in the United States. And of course, eventually we will enthrone here Mary Help of Mothers, Our Lady of the Blue Mountains. She'll probably be on that wall over there. We're working on her kivot now. And of course, we're inviting people to come and venerate that icon. Because that icon is the defender of mothers and women and people having difficulty with conception or gestation, or they've made sins against life. And I didn't get that idea from on, on my own. Bishop Kurt saw this great line of people, women mostly, around a church in Moscow. He wondered what attracted him there. And he went in and he saw this icon, and that's why the women were there. So he brought one back, and I said, well, bring Ben back for me. And by divine providence, it's winding up here in this uh, cathedral of our monastery. Now, it's no news to know that our great advocate for us in the heavenly kingdom is the Holy Theotokos. And she prays for us still. And in this year, when we celebrate the great apparition at Fatima, we should be looking for signs and wonders. Because I think the world is going to change. It's been a hundred years. And very, very strange things are going to happen, which will be for the better of the world, but a lot of people won't like it, and others will rejoice. One of the gifts that we have in the church is prophecy. We rarely hear it. Father Andrew's been studying for his bachelor's degree, and he read an article on the priesthood, which he shared with me. And in this article, it talked about the early church and prophecy, equating prophecy with the priesthood almost, but not quite. And the interesting thing is that it takes a long time and a mystical person to see the prophecy. This holy icon of the Vladimirska Matka Boja has been the center of Rus for many years. 
appropriated by the Orthodox Church, it was really our icon of the Eastern Catholics. But at that time, we were all one. We pray that someday we will be one again. It's the dream of our Holy Father. And he's doing a lot of things to bring that dream to come true. I think it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Because our world is not broken, it's fractured. And it needs this intercession of the Mother of God and the attention of the Holy Father in Rome to bring about this healing. There's a lot of squawking and complaining on both sides of the divide. But it's going to be healed because Jesus prayed in John's Gospel, they all may be one. And I think at the helm of this great change which is taking place is the Holy Theotokos, the Mother of God. God's revelation comes to us and we should always obey it. First of all, in the apostolic tradition, the sacred scriptures, in the teaching of the fathers of the church, the early ones especially, in the writings of these great fathers, which preserved for us the Nicene Creed and our life-giving Trinity, which is our God. That Holy Spirit has not deserted us. But as Mary said at Pentecost in the room, when the Holy Spirit descended as tongues of fire, she's enthroned in her church in her holy icons. And she still brings that spirit with us to make us one people alive in Christ. So this day, as we contemplate these great icons, and there are many, there's one icon for the Mother of God for every day of the year, somewhere. And we have our own specials here, and we keep all her feast days if possible. We also do not limit ourselves to the holidays of just one part of the church, if they're universally significant. And in this holy icon, there is a universal significant Lady of Vladimir. I think there are many, many famous Russian icons, but she is not Russian. She's a lady of the world. And she prays for us still. And I'm sure she's praying for this unity in the Catholic churches, all 23 of them, in the Orthodox churches, in the reign of peace of God on the earth. Before that can happen, there will be no peace. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.